Hey, welcome to Whitefields Community Church Sermon Extra. It's great to have you with us again this week. I'm here with Pastor Nick Caney, who is the pastor of Whitefields Community Church here in Longmont, Colorado. And we are starting, or have started, a new series in the books of First and Second Thessalonians. And we've called this series Upside Down. And it comes from Acts chapter 17. As as the, the church there described, these people, have you've turned this world upside down. And uh, of course, the Thessalonian church was kind of started in that turmoil. And uh, Paul was not able to stay there very long. And three weeks later, he uh, was, you know, kicked out and had to flee for his life. But First Thessalonians, you know, this is the, the report back that Paul gets from Timothy that, you know, hey, things are going well. And uh, so we are, you know, diving into those two books and we look forward to going that through that. And we hope you join us on this journey as we go through this subject upside down. And uh, so one of the, you know, one of the feedback, you know, that we got from Sunday's sermon is something you mentioned about the fact that Paul wasn't even supposed to even go to uh, Thessalonica. He he was supposed to go somewhere else, but that door was closed. And so something you had discussions with people yeah, uh, so after church. I talked to some people who were saying, you know, that's their exact experience right now, that they, they were planning on doing some things and they were good things. You know, that's what that's what I think strikes me about this. It's not like, you know, Paul wasn't going to like commit fraud or uh, rob a bank or sell drugs. He was going to plant churches and spread the gospel. Like, why would God not support him in that? And the answer was because God actually had a different way for him to go. But of course, now we look at it and we're like, oh, yeah, obviously, great. You know, amazing things happen with the gospel coming to Europe. Clearly, that's God. But at the time, you got to remember, you know, we don't know how long this period lasted. It could have been a couple of weeks, could have been a couple of months of Paul being like in limbo, like wanting to do things and just running into a wall, like just closed doors, no opportunity to do what he wants to do. And what, you know, I'm sure he didn't just make those plans like on his own. Probably he prayed about it and thought about it and strategized. And he was convinced that this is the right way to go. And then he tries to do it and it doesn't work out. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. You know, maybe they want something and something that is good. You know, like I, I've talked to lots of people through the years who wanted to be married or wanted to have kids. And they say, hey, look, I have a good desire. Why would God not give it to me? I don't understand. And what we see with Paul is that we have the benefit of looking at the whole story. Like we can see the beginning and the end. We see uh, what all happened. And, you know, when you're going through those things, you don't have that benefit. Mm-hmm. But we have the scriptures to look at where we can say, well, well, here's an example of that. Anyway, I think it just gives us so much confidence to say, wow, you know, in the midst of what I'm going through, if I'm facing frustration, disappointment, discouragement, uh, because something I wanted is not working out, I can look at that and say, well, look at what God did. It was bigger, more significant, greater than what Paul himself had in mind. And, and I believe that the character of God that is how he works. And I've experienced that in my life, and I think you have too, yeah. where it's like, uh, so I told a story, you know, I kind of joked yesterday, I was trying to go to Hawaii, but I ended up in Longmont, which is also good. Well, it's not actually true, but the, the what is true is that uh, the way I ended up in Hungary was that Hungary wasn't even on my radar. For years, I had been interested in Ukraine, and the, the reason for that is because my family, uh, my grandparents and things like that, they're from Ukraine. And so I was interested. Uh, the person who helped me you know, really make a commitment to the Lord was Russian. There were a lot of Russians, Ukrainians in the area where I grew up. And so I was really interested in Ukraine, and so I went and I was pursuing kind of some opportunities in Ukraine 
with church plants and uh, just wanting to serve and help and really wanted to go. And those doors just closed. And at the same time, another door opened up to go to Hungary. And so what I said was, hey, look, I'll go to Hungary for eight months and then I'll either go to Ukraine or I'll do something else. Um, but God used that, you know, just, hey, take this next step, go to Hungary, uh, even though it was never on my radar to begin with. Uh, but I went to Hungary and it was just the greatest blessing. Like, I'm so glad I went there. I met my wife. Two churches were started. Um, you know, we have our kids are born there. You know, we we adopted in Hungary. So many wonderful things and friends. And I can't imagine it having ever gone any differently. So I'm just thankful for that. But what, what's your story? Well, I mean, when I felt the Lord calling me to go to full-time ministry, plan A was to go to university and get a piece of paper that said I was qualified for full-time ministry. Well, plan A didn't work out. Plan B was then to go to Poland as a missionary. And uh, plan B didn't work out. And I ended up plan C, going to Hungary, to Debrecen. I uh, didn't know anybody uh arrived there, you know, didn't know language or anything like that. But yeah, same as you, I couldn't see, I couldn't imagine it ever being any different. I mean, God did way above what I could have ever thought or hoped or even, even dreamed of, you know. Um, yeah, so it just kind of went from plan A to plan B. And, and the, if there was plan D, I probably would have done that too, you yeah. know. So, <laughs> and I think, I think that, that, I think that's the point of what Paul was is uh, what Paul is talking about is that and is that what what was he about? He was about the gospel. And you know, if plan A doesn't work out, hey, guess what? The people in plan B most likely need to hear the gospel. It's like, "Oh no, I can't go here because you know, they already, you know, everybody needs to hear yeah. the gospel. And I know that's what drove me. I felt like God's calling me to full-time ministry to be a part church planning and being a part of church ministry. And for the furtherance of the gospel. So wherever that was, mm -hmm. was going to work out, you know, in yeah. a sense. I mean, but yeah, we, we, we see the world, you know, you know, as not as God sees it, you know, we just see day to day, yeah. you know, hour to hour, and we only fathom what our minds can conceive. But his plans, of course, are higher than our plans. How long did you think you would stay in Hungary when you first went? Uh... Six months. Really? Yeah, six, six months. months. Wow. Yeah, I had a six-month plan, and then, like, hey, I didn't have any money. Yeah. So I went to Hungary with no money. Yeah. I had no—I had my guitar and my backpack. That was it. I had yeah. no—I had no way of—no support, no nothing. So, yeah, no, six months was what— I planned, but yeah. you know, 20 some years later, yeah. <laughs> it was still working out. So it's a yeah. good, good place to get stuck. That's what I always yeah. tell people. Like it somehow has a way of drawing you in and keeping you there, but in the most wonderful way. Yeah, so. totally. Totally. Yeah. So yeah, if plan A doesn't work out, you know, Hey, just go with plan B or plan C. But you know, if your desire is to preach the gospel, you know, God's going to find a place for you to do that. And I think you're going to get that fulfillment on, you know, whatever level that you need to get that as well, you know, and whatever skill God has yeah. for you. Well, I think that's a, is a good point. Cause like, I remember, uh, thinking too, like, Hey, you know, if Hungary doesn't work out, well then I'll just stay in Colorado, but I'm, I'm still going to like preach the gospel exactly. and like, yeah. you know, serve the Lord in whatever capacity. So totally. Yeah. yeah. And one of the other things that you, uh, you know, 
talked about was was the reputation of the Thessalonians, you know, and just the fact that 300, you know, uh, in Ar- Archaea, is that what it is? Archaea, Archaea, yeah. Archaea, it's like, it's like 300 kilometers miles, miles yeah. south yeah. Of, of Thessalonica that they had heard of the reputation of what God was doing among the Thessalonians. That was a pretty yeah. amazing fact. Yeah. Um, you know, and Paul makes a big point about that, that, hey, your reputation as people who have turned from idols to the living God, you know, has spread all over this whole area. And people know about you. Like, they hear good things, and it's this testimony. Um, I thought that was incredible. You know, I think that sometimes uh, people can have the attitude of, like, hey, you know, I only answer to God, and... I don't care what other people think about me and I don't need to worry about how other people perceive me because it's just about me and God. I perform for an audience of one. And I think there's a degree to which that attitude is needed in some instances. But I think if you look throughout the Bible, you're going to find a lot of focus on, hey, he says there, live worthy in chapter two, uh, uh, as I prepare, you know, he says, live worthy of the God who called you. Like, worry about your reputation. You should care about what other people think about you because your reputation isn't just about you. When you become a Christian, your reputation also becomes your testimony. Mm-hmm. We call it your witness, right? Like, and, and you want that to be powerful. And one, one of the things I always say to people, because, you know, I mean, like, like anybody else, I have opinions about lots of things. Mm-hmm. But the one thing I want to be known for, I want to be known uh, for what I call like the controversy of the gospel. There's so many controversies out there, so many things that people uh, talk about and discuss. And you know what? The only one I want to be known for, my reputation, I want it to be about the gospel. Mm-hmm. And we're ambassadors, right? Yeah. I mean, we are basically ambassadors of the gospel, and, a, and an ambassador represents the will and represents the message of the one who sent him and it's important that we represent that in a proper and due fashion you know yeah. for for the world around us so that does it is important that the ambassadors not doing weird things that don't yeah. reflect <laughs> well on the on, on the one that who has sent him so that yeah no that's definitely i i felt that that was quite an interesting like 300 miles in that time you know yeah. i mean in our day and age you know is our reputation known 300 miles? Right, like 300 <laughs> miles is still a long way. That's a long right? way like, even I think today. I like what, Grand Junction? And yeah. like, um, yeah, do people in Grand Junction know about uh, the fact that I've turned from idols to living God? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So that's, that, no, that's a really, in that day and age, that was an amazing fact. I so. think in our day and age too, we live in an era where everyone has a platform of some kind, right? Like if you have a Facebook page, if you have a Instagram account, if you have a Twitter account, that is a platform in which you are kind of, you know, in back in the day, there are a lot of people who didn't have any platforms and now we all have a platform. And so the uh, thing is this, how are you using your platform and what reputation are you creating through the platform that you have? Because all of us nowadays have one because of the internet. Yeah, I know that is such an important important thought and a lot of exciting things coming up in the book of first and second second Thessalonians and uh, you know this, these two small books but they're jam-packed with a lot of you know theology a lot of valuable lessons and uh, and uh, churches that uh, you know a church is born out of turmoil and completely you know Paul's going to bring all these things that get, you know upside down ideas they're going to turn you know may hopefully turn your your life right side up if they're things that you're dealing with and so come on this journey with us we look forward to going on it with you and uh, hey Facebook uh, we're up there YouTube 
SoundCloud, Spotify. If you're not uh, subscribed to our podcast yet, you can do that and get the content. It'll notify you when the newest uh, newest uh, episode is up there. And so we look forward to seeing you next week. God bless. Mm-hmm.